Before we start the show, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Apartment Life. You've got to check out what our friends at Apartment Life are doing. They believe every individual is created for community. So they're building that community among apartment neighbors. They're looking for folks who love Jesus, get excited about hospitality, and really take the opportunity to be with people when life gets tough. And get this, they equip you, walk alongside you, and provide you with either a reduced rent apartment or part-time salary. Visit apartmentlife.org slash relevant to join them today. You don't want to miss this life-changing opportunity to really show the love of Christ to neighbors, especially these days. Check it out. Apartmentlife.org slash relevant. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 24th, 2020, and it's the Relevant Podcast. In Orlando, I am your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, Derek Miner. What's happening? It's, it's officially Thanksgiving week, y'all. It is, yeah. it is. Yeah. Gluttony week, baby. <laughs> we are we are doing a show, everybody, on uh, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, when you're coming off your turkey high, there will be a new Realm podcast when you're out there. I don't know. Is anybody doing Black Friday this year? I don't year? know. Is, is that it just still online? a thing? Is that a thing anymore? Do people care? I mean, like, all the retailers are like, we're doing Black Friday all month long. Yeah, so there it's early. Crowds. Online, yeah. 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 COVID Friday is what it's going to be more like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not stores. going I've never done that though. Getting up at like four in the morning to go stand in line for a TV that's twenty dollars off. No, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saved thirty five dollars on this TV, and all I had to do was sleep in a parking lot in a tent for three nights. It's like, exactly. <laughs> nope, I'm out. It's like I could literally figure out a lot of other ways to spend a couple nights and hustle up thirty five bucks if if it you know becomes between that and a TV. Um, hey, I know we talked at length about Thanksgiving stuff last week, and so we we can we can talk about that, but can. I had a weird experience uh, the other day that I wanted to run by you guys real quick. Okay. Okay. Are you, are you guys? Do you guys? Are you guys seeing Inception? Inception, right? You, like the, 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 the idea that you know, hey, maybe there's this technology where we can enter someone's dream and plant an idea. I think that happened to me because I have no idea where this idea came from. I woke up with a fully realized. I concept an idea and I have no idea how it got there because it's very unlike my personality okay and I'm going to explain it you guys tell me if this sounds like something that would just randomly be in a human's head because for me I don't know how else it got here it's a business idea I'm going a shark tank on this before you shark tank us I need to know do you think you know who planted it in your dream I have no idea. That's okay. what con- obviously that's okay, what's that's concerning stressful. to me. Someone okay, has yeah, access. That's concerning. Someone, someone somebody has from access. the future maybe <laughs> came yep. back in time and planted Probably. this because your this idea will be pivotal for the future. Yeah. Maybe and you so, got that chip from Elon Musk and he's now maybe planting he things in your brain. Yeah, I mean, some someone's got access to the old noodle and that's concerning <laughs> to me. But but here's the thing. The idea is so fully formed, okay? Like I literally woke up and everything I'm about to tell you was just there okay and it's so weird uh but it is what it is okay the concept is called all right you guys whenever someone has a birthday we've all been through the thing if you go to the drugstore or whatever and you're like i gotta find a card that's funny that's not weird you know it's like i don't want to spend all afternoon here right and to get something that's kind of sentimental no one wants that no one wants a sentimental card adult to adult okay if i got something sentimental i want to say to a friend i'm not gonna put it in a birthday card okay, okay. That, that's not what that's for <laughs> that transaction is is to hold it, it's just to show that i put the thought into something so i had an idea it's called mean cards and it's birthday cards but they're all really mean and 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 here's here's what they i'm gonna read a couple these came full, fully formed in my head guys okay so this one says happy birthday this might finally be the year and you open it and it says that someone buys you nose hair trimmers because you've been needing them for a long time <laughs> oh right gosh. now because you've been needing for a long time right now I, it was just there that whole birthday card was just there in my mind okay, here's one that says happy birthday we all decided 
This year, we all decided that we should do something special for you. And you open it up and it says, but to be honest, we kind of all just forgot about it. So we decided to just get you this card instead. <laughs> it's a perfect card. It's a perfect card. Dude, that, is that, that is mean. Like, that is mean. Real life. Yeah. Real life. Yeah. That's a home run. This one, this one might be a little yeah, too that's, mean. That's but I'm telling part. you, these cards came fully written. I just woke up and had these cards in my head. Here, happy birthday. And you open it says, judging from your age... Proximity to family and dwindling social group. It's unlikely you're going to get any good gifts this year. Just saying. It's another <laughs> zinger. Hilarious. Someone would open up and be like, that is mean but funny. It's a whole rack of just mean cards. You have That's regular irony. cards and then mean cards right there. The irony of this is Jesse is one of the nicest people I don't, that that's a, I know. This had to be and Inception. So Maybe that's the thing of like you're you aren't mean to people in your real life, so your subconscious is processing all <laughs> the mean things you actually want to say. Meanness. It's constructing a whole business around being mean to people. I don't know. It was just That'd there. Be the most ironic business for you to ever run. Mean cards. Like a mean, mean cards. A mean business. Yeah, and it's just it's its own rack. You got the nice cards. That's the whole aisle is nice cards. There's no. Well, mean they got ones. the shoebox, the humor cards. Exactly. So, yeah. You and just then have I just the mean have mean ones right there, and it's like, well, I just want to pop in and grab a mean one. This will be funny. <laughs> and I agree. So mean cards. Looking for investors. I'm looking for about three hundred thousand dollars for five percent of my company. If you guys <laughs> 5%. are interested, that's right. But Jamie just side never. note. Don't no. get these for your wives. Like, come on, guys. This is for dude to dude. But if if a dude got you one of these, you'd be like, okay, that is super mean, but it's funny. And that's you the whole point. You wouldn't if want Aaron that card, Jamie? Me, Jamie, if you Aaron want gave that? me like, oh, it's your birthday. We were all going to get you something, but we forgot about you. So here's your lousy card. I would be so mad. Jamie, I got to be honest. I would get you the one about you need to trim your nose hairs. <laughs> So. I would be so mad. And then I'd be insecure for the rest of my life. Exactly. These Aww. cards plant insecurity. They that's plant the insecurity. Fun. That's yes. the slogan. Mean cards. Plant insecurity. Like, that's uh. it. You know? You have Hallmark. That's the tagline. Plant, plant insecurity. insecurity. That's right. I don't know, Jamie. That's what the problem is. I just woke up and these cards were fully written in my head. That You tell that me weird. what happened. You tell me. Inception. It's the yeah, only thing. Clearly. Some mean person it was, it was incepted me. me. Some it was mean me. business Derek. genius like Derek Miner incepted me with a great business idea. It was me. You're welcome. I believe it. Of the three of you, I have learned in the last few weeks, Jamie is like the nicest person. She she will only say positive things about people. She's not critical at all. She's just a good person. Jesse used to be the nicest person I know. He's gotten a little cynical <laughs> with old age, like just a, a tinge, but still incredibly nice. Derek Miner, on the other hand, <laughs> savage is it's what? savage. He's going to tell are you. What you talking about? He's going to look you right. Have you seen Derek Miner on Instagram commenting to people? Derek you Miner did say, incepted sorry. the mean cards in your De- head. Derek, 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 I'm sure of it. Derek, real talk. I've told you three examples of funny mean cards. Uh, would all. you buy a mean card and give it to At one home. of your friends? First in line, bro. Thank no, you. Thank you. This is a huge idea. It's I'm not huge. lying. It's, listen, that is me all day, buddy. I'm going to be I real. I have idea for cards. cards, Jesse. Jesse, this is what Derek Miner, Derek producer Miner needs. He needs cards that just say, this sucks. And so when someone comes in and plays him a new song, he just slides oh. it across the desk. Well, just slides Keep it across working. the desk. Come back yeah. later. It's a, it's a mean card. It's a mean card. And it says, hey, I'm so glad you're here today. And you open it. It says, I, I, I'm too nice to say to your face that, you, that the song you you asked me to play isn't any good, but I'm yeah. not too nice to have it written in a card and handed it to you. Like, so you just give it to him that card. way. There you go. Playing insecurity right here. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Just like, just keep, <laughs> try again. That's try all it again. says. Just try again. Uh, just it, slide yeah, it across. Try again. <laughs> try again, baby. <laughs> okay. This, speaking, because it, obviously mean cards are a very passive aggressive venture. But I saw, by the way, and this a while ago, just thinking of like weird things you can give someone for a birthday gift. If, um, like somebody, there was this device that somebody had made that that you put on, you know, like the tray table that you drop down on the airplane or whatever. Mm-hmm. This was a device that essentially you could wedge in there and it would prevent the person in front of you from reclining their seat. It would like lock the tray table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could That's amazing. Recline. But the best part of this device, it was called like, I remember what it's called. It's called the knee defender. Okay. The knee. best part about the knee defender. The knee defender. Is this, is this, that the knee defender comes with a stack of like business cards and you are meant to hand it to people that you could sit in proximity to so and it tells them I'm just letting you know I'm a user of the knee defender you're not going to be able to recline your seat because they're expecting like I'm not going to have the uncomfortable conversation but I just tap the person on the shoulder and being like 
hey, Knee Defender in use. Just read this. It'll tell you everything you need to know. I just appreciate that the maker of Knee Defender was so passive aggressive. Like, they made an entire device that literally all you would have to do is tap the person on the shoulder and go, can you put your seat up just a little? Instead, he made a whole device and a passive aggressive way to tell people about passive it. I love that guy. I, love it. I, have, I have a friend who thinks that it's actually rude for you to put your seat back. I don't. They're made to no, go back. No, that's the point of the seat is to go it, back. It, if they okay. put the it's recline. for the recline. Yes, I'm okay, going me too. back. But what if you and feel... I'm six foot and two, if someone so. handed me a knee defender card, well, I'm acting all <laughs> big and bad. I wouldn't say anything because I, I hate confrontation. But in the inside, I'd be like, that is so rude. I can lean my seat back if I want. Exactly. I'd ball it up right in front of their face. <laughs> just being, I'd just ball it up. I mean, and I would I'd just find say a, I'd find a way to be more annoying like that. No cap. I'm like, OK, you're not going to let me put my seat back. All right. I would find a way to be more. Annoying. I'd go borrow a baby and pinch oh. it in the butt and just have Cry the baby, baby stare at the person behind. Hey, the entire guys, time. I just did it. I just did a quick Google. I want you to think about someone. OK, think about a person in your head who would use a de- the knee defender device and get into a dispute over said device and then go on the news to talk about said dispute. And the headline would be this would be knee defender passenger ashamed, but won't stop using airline seat gadget. Picture the kind of human that is. And then I want to text you what the link is, to the news story. And if that doesn't look exactly like the type of dude that would do all of those things, it that is this man should just be known from here on as knee defender like it is it is a certain type of internet Karen. oh yes and this just, is the guy oh, there he, is. he looks just like the guy who would use it oh my goodness i'd spill coffee under my seat on accident like it looks like a, it looks like that guy the guy in this picture has asked for the manager no less than once a week of every 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 week of his he's adult life. Yeah, exactly. He, he also a, looks like the kind of guy at a Mexican restaurant that when he needs new chips, he just like waves the basket in the air. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh-huh. you see those people uh-huh. and you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah he just waves the chip basket. He snaps at waiters. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's the guy. Yep. Yeah, he's the guy. His resting expression is, I'm not mad, but I'm extremely disappointed in you. <laughs> like that's just what, he, that's the expression that he has on his face all the time. Mr. Yeah, Paul he's, Bender. yeah. Yeah, that dude. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. This is crazy. Coming up later, one of the biggest mega producers, mega artists in the world, Pharrell Williams, joins us on the show. Yo, that's wow. crazy. What a get. He has a, a new Netflix show coming out called Voices of Fire. Uh, it's a gospel singing competition. Oh, that's exciting. They actually filmed that new series right here uh, down the street from me. Crazy. And uh, he talks to us about that and some other stuff. Stay tuned. That's going to be a fun one. Pharrell, yeah. Maybe you heard of him. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned up next. It's Slices. Listening to Bleachers featuring Bruce Springsteen. The song is Chinatown. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well, this ironically, this is about birthday presents as well. And it's not about <laughs> mean cards. It's not about giving someone a knee defender. It's about a... It, uh, it's about a, a Hollywood celebrity who who is in the news for for gift giving. Okay, but I want to ask around the table real quick: What are you guys' thoughts on giving or receiving cash as a present? 
My I son love loves it. it. I love it. My kids love it. Yeah. I love it. Run me to cash, I, buddy. I feel like if Aaron gives me cash, I'm like, that's like, I could have gone to the bank. Like that's, mm. I yeah. just got my own money. This is, I don't want cash. What, what if oh, it's you, your you're friend? an independent lady. That's oh, right. Where <laughs> 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 like, I don't need your money. Yeah. Boy, you better go get me some flowers. <laughs> some. J- Jamie, let me ask you this. What about one of your, fr- one, of your one of your friends? Like one of your girlfriends, you know, she could either get you. I feel like you- it feels like you just didn't think about anything. So you went to the atm and here's some you know 40 bucks i it doesn't that's feel loved. That, that, that's fine i'm i'm that's fine i i don't want to take your gift back anyway so just <laughs> give me the money yeah okay so uh, cameron what, what's your feelings on receiving cash i i've never i've never received well no that's not true my parents They'll throw an extra. Oh, my parents will give me some money after, yeah. after the presents and whatever in the car. They slip a little cash in there, yeah. saying, "Hey, I know you were wanting to do such and such on the house. We wanted to kind of chip in or whatever." Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. they at least give the cash towards something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I would never give cash. Well, to I, a friend or anything. Well, there is one person that's not afraid to give cash, and that is uh, our man, Mister George Clooney. Um, mm, this, I'll take George Clooney's cash. Uh, he, yeah, sure. yeah. Well, he you know, I think that Casamigo cash. Yeah, <laughs> he made a billion dollars from selling that te- tequila company. Um, you know, he is he is on the uh, cover of the latest uh, issue of GQ and gave a really interesting anecdote in the in the in the story. The year was 2013. This is before he had gotten married, so he's a single guy. And he, you know, appeared in the film Gravity. Spoiler alert. I don't know if you guys have seen it. He's not in the film very long. Um, and he floats away. Yeah, he 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 float. He drifts off into space. Um, but because <laughs> well, dang. sorry, it's a no, it's a play. really terrible way to movie. go. Yeah. If you haven't seen Gravity by now, seven years yeah. later, you're yeah. not going to see it. It's yeah. over it for anybody. Exactly. Yeah. I, I apologize for nothing. I think I think four years is the statute of limitations yeah. on spoilers. But someone always drifts <laughs> off into space in a space movie, so you know yeah. it's bound someone's to happen. Someone's floating yeah. off. It's, there's, only two, there's only two humans in the whole movie, and and we know Sandra Bullock's pretty prominent, so yeah. you can guess what happens to George Clooney. Um, <laughs> he's somewhere. He's somewhere by like Jupiter right now. Just uh, guys, <laughs> <laughs> I I thought she was coming back. I thought I made it pretty clear. And once you figure it out, you're going to need to come give me. Um, well, he when he accepted that that movie, instead of getting paid because the budget, you know, it wasn't it wasn't expected to be a very big movie. It's it's a kind of an interesting kind of concept film, you know. Huh. And so he wanted most of the money to stay into the production. And instead, he said, tell you what, I'll just get a percentage of uh, the, the box Profits. office. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fast forward. The movie movie is a huge hit. So for very little screen time, George Clooney found himself uh, tens of millions of dollars richer. And so he was, um, this is a quote, he said, and I thought, you know, uh, and he started talking about like, um, uh, maybe I should just save the money. Like I said, he's not married. But then he started thinking about his close friends, a particular group of like 14 friends that he's just been friends with pretty much his whole life. And, he, and this is a quote, and he said, I thought, you know, without them, I don't have any of this. And they're all, and we're all really close. And I just thought, basically, if if I get hit by a bus and the, uh, uh, they're in the will, so why the bleep am I not, am I waiting to get hit by a bus? He decided to k- get $14 million in cash that he had earned from the film Gravity, put it into bags and invite his 14 friends over and gave them each $1 million in cash. Okay. Dang, I need a friend like that. That's I need to be more a friend than like a George 20 Clooney. bucks from ATM. That's... Yeah. I need a see now. Would you want that kind of cash? I'm gonna take yeah, it. I'm yeah, gonna take I'm it. You I'm feel me? Uh-huh. Yeah, a million That's, dollars. Yeah. Yes. Put put my money in a bag. You yeah. feel me? <laughs> put my money in a bag. I love the swag too. Of like, hey, listen, I I, I really want to support you. You're my friend. I'm gonna write you a check. No, he literally had it in bags. He said he got a pallet of cash and just invited them over and gave them each a giant like that, duffel that's bag the full most, of cash. Hopefully, that's it wasn't friends in, in the world. Hopefully, I'm it wasn't doing that friends for like Brad Pitt and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, I hope all of y'all, Jamie, Cameron, uh, Clark. Jesse, all of y'all are getting money in a bag. It may come in no. a Ziploc bag, but it's going to be a bag. <laughs> you feel it may be in a Ziploc. It may be from a, 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 a board game Monopoly that I got at the thrift store. <laughs> thought Man. that counts. Yeah. Way to go, George Clooney. Yeah. That's, so my poll point is this. 
Cash you want to adopt the brother? You feel me? I, I, I love it. You, you, you know what sorry, I hear when I, when I think of when I hear that though, Jesse? I always think about this with celebrities or people who are wealthy and accomplished. You know, you, you got to think like they have this insecurity that like are are people my friends because of what I can do for them? Yeah. Or or do they or do they really love me for yeah. me? And I'm sure and that's so a it's founded like, concern. Yeah. Right. And so Such I would even wonder beyond especially after I give you a million dollars. Now yeah. you're my best friend. But like, did I buy? Like, I would always just wonder yeah. if money affected our a friendship. Well, you know be, what I mean? because when push comes to shove, it's like, uh, you know, like six months from now when George Clooney needs help moving a sofa, you know, <laughs> th- those 14 better be lining up. And it's like, hey, right. you know, it's one of those like tuck away. It's got the bed. It's really heavy. And there's a flight of stairs. I don't think I'm going to make it a million dollars. You can help me move the sofa. Like Bro, you, look, you are all the it on for any friend task. Yeah. I'm going to put the whole sofa on my back. Look, George, you, like, you can buy my friendship. That's fine. You yeah. don't even got to call them other people, bro. I got you, big dog. We got a, we got a dolly back out. here. It's, it's, yeah, look, for, for a minute, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm putting my hat in the ring now. You feel me? Well, it's like that Seinfeld where Jerry becomes friends with Keith Hernandez from the Mets. Yeah. And they, they're gauging where they were in their friendship. And, Moving and is Keith the, had to move. Yeah. And he asked Jerry to help him move. And Jerry was like, that's like, he just jumped like five steps in the friendship <laughs> level. You don't ask a new friend to move. You but, know. but but if if you're getting a million dollars, you might as well change your friend group nickname to Hand Truck because <laughs> you're going to be doing any kind of moving or heavy lifting they need to. A million dollars. Good for you. Uh, I'm All with right. What do you have, Jamie? All right. This is a good story right here. And this comes from down by you, Cameron. This is a, I saw this uh, last week. Um, a 21 year old boy named Chris became the first person with Down syndrome to um, complete an Ironman. And so this is Chris. He's 21. He lives outside of Orlando and he's just had an upward battle his entire life, you know, had heart surgery when he was five, didn't learn to walk until he was four. His parents fed him baby food till he's six to keep him choking, just had a lot going Mm. on. Took him years to tie his shoes, but he just started uh, learning how to do all of these things. And then when he was a teenager, he started taking up running and playing sports with Special Olympics. Mm-hmm. And last October, he got a coach and he set his sights on the Ironman. And you guys, the Ironman, the Ironman is yeah. crazy, crazy. In fact, we talked last week about Florida and all the alligators. I didn't realize this, that they do some of the Ironman in the open ocean. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm it's out. I'm out already. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I'm out mm, already. Mm. So he did this, you guys. Mm, it's mm. such a great story. Um, what is the Ironman? It's like 20. It's a, it's a marathon. It's a marathon, uh, a century, which is a hundred mile bike, and then right. I believe then it's 22. a five k in the water. I think okay, it's three, yeah. three miles, three miles in the water, twenty six uh, uh, on feet, and then a hundred. Three miles would be ten k. So it's a ten k in the water. Yeah, I, I, I believe it's three miles. I think I think three miles is a five k though. Three miles is a 5K. 10K is six miles. I can look. Oh, up, I'll look up the oh, official distances. But so either way, have, yeah, either it way is, it's amazing. It, it is a very difficult race. Yeah. It's a very difficult yeah. race. And he did it. And his coach was with him the whole time. He was tethered to him in the ocean. And then he, he did the bike ride and he did the marathon and he kept going. And he finished, you guys, in 16 hours, 46 minutes and nine seconds. Nice. And it's just such a, it's such a great story. So way to go, That's Chris dope. and his family and everyone cheering him on. Love it. M- Meanwhile, I just pulled up the site to, to see this story local news and the top story of local news today florida man on lsd tackles disney security guard at animal kingdom so that's the other side of the area that i live in have y'all ever played a game where you type florida man and then your birthday yeah no what happens oh it just brings up something that happened everything that put there's gonna be something that happened on your birthday that is just crazy so just if you ever get bored, do that. It's fun. Okay. I found it, you guys. It's a 2.4 mile open water swim, a 112 mile bike ride, and a 26 <laughs> marathon, a 26.2 mile run. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> any of, doing any of those is impressive, but doing, doing all three a, a, a consecutively. of any of those. Yeah. Exactly. It's wild. Yeah. Down syndrome. Good yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 All right. What do you have, Derek? All right. I got a twofer. Um, the first one is Michael B. Jordan. Uh, by by People Magazine has been called the world's sexiest man, and I feel frustrated 
because <laughs> I really, 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 really thought they were gonna pick me, but you know, you put, yeah, you you were doing a write-in campaign. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I yeah. I, I kind of really want to look at the votes because I feel like the voting yeah. machines election mm-hmm. might not you have need worked, to go back and well. recount the votes. Seen, yeah, we need yeah. to do a recount because I feel like I heard know, there's this Dominion software, there's this hammer thing. I've heard a lot. Yeah, I've heard a lot yeah. of rumors. Let's assume they're all true, Derek. This <laughs> is just saying it's, it's not over yet. So you know, we still got to make sure we get the official count. But right now, People Magazine is calling it. So. Uh, congratulations, Michael B. Jordan. Going all the way back Michael to the B. wire, Jordan. like that's dope. But um, so we talked about money a little bit you earlier. Know, you know what though? You know that, that title is going to follow him though, because it's like for George Clooney or Brad Pitt, who's won it in the past. They yeah. literally like could be talking about his new film or a philanthropic endeavor, and it'd be like <laughs> the world's sexiest man, comma George Clooney. Da, da, da. I mean, that title is going to stick. I feel so. Hey, need to follow me. I, I feel, love that. Yeah, follow me. I mean, you can have a lot worse stuff. It's like, you That's know, right. remember him? He's the knee defender guy. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened one time on one airplane, okay? I, I learned my lesson. Now I don't need the knee defender. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know, my me. wife would have to call me world sexiest man. You know what I'm saying? Every hey, day. <laughs> world sexiest man. Come take out the trash. I got you, baby. Would you just I have got a, you, would you just have a business card? Would your business card just say Derek Minor, world sexiest man? Oh, world sexiest man. You don't yeah. need to know my real name. You and just need to know no I'm contact. the sexiest man. There's no contact <laughs> info. There's no There's no mm. description of an occupation. It's just, no, no, here, I just, just want you to know. That's I want it. you to have this. It's a card. That's, it's a reminder. The, who the world's sexiest that's man That's how he is. signs autographs. It's world's sexiest man. You don't need my name. Yeah. I'm worried about fraud. But the other one. So we're talking about money a little bit earlier. And uh, for those that are hard up for cash, you can move to Northwestern Arkansas for $10,000. I love Northwest Arkansas, by the way. Uh, It's a great. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they're giving you money to move there. You might as well go and move out. You get your ten grand, and they give you a mountain bike. Uh, But I don't know where they have you moving. The the state, Yeah. yeah. Ten, but you, you have to stay. It's like the old school homesteading where like they would <laughs> yeah. give you a plot of land and, uh-huh. and a mule. You know, it's like 40 acres and a mule, I guess. You know, it's like Man. they're doing that Northwest Arkansas to like get people to move out there. And they, I read this, Derek, where they said uh, to encourage people to explore their beautiful outdoors and their hills and stuff. They're not only giving you $10,000 to move there. They're giving you a mountain bike so you can hit the trails. So you yeah. know what's headquartered. That's not me for sure. You know the headquarters <laughs> in Northwest Arkansas. You know what's there, right? Headquarters or what? The Walmart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm cool. We just Mm -hmm. go to the one around the corner. I think I could be wrong about this, but I believe that Northwest Arkansas is home to some of the nation's finest art museums because I've been to it. Because of Um, our money. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful art museum. I've been twice, actually. I told Mm. you guys I love Northwest Arkansas. There you go. You can move there. I'm good. $10,000. I'm good. They, cool. did, they, did you read why they said they were doing it? I heard it was because they're trying to raise the talent level and attract higher talent people to come to Northwest Arkansas. Like, f- because there's like huge corporate activity out there and stuff, but there's just not a lot of talent pool to hire from. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they're trying to incentivize a younger, what about if it's active, unique? What if it's unique talents, not necessarily talents that <laughs> might not translate to the corner office, but how many jugglers do you have Northwest Arkansas? Because you cyclist. Yeah, exactly. Interesting is there a site or something? How do people apply for this? Uh, what is it called? It's called uh, the life works here initiative. Hey, if so. I was like out of college, didn't have roots anywhere. I, I think that I would say, yes, I'm coming. I'm coming Northwest Arkansas. Give me my 10 grand and my mountain bike and I'm hanging out. So, the, yeah, the website is findingnwa.com. So, listen, if you need a new bike and 10 bands, listen, go on out there and, and do your thing. It's a very different NWA. Than yeah. the other NWA. <laughs> couldn't be more different, actually. <laughs> polar couldn't opposites. Be more, couldn't big, be polar, big, polar opposite. Big, big NWA fan. Big. <laughs> big Can you time. imagine the person who thought they were applying to a different NWA? <laughs> like they, they end up in Northwest Arkansas? <laughs> so what am right. I doing here? <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. All right. Stay tuned up next. Pharrell Williams. I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away. And I always knew I couldn't stay. So I had a dream that I'd just fly away, away, away. 
You're listening to Tones and I. The song is Fly Away. Well, Pharrell Williams is one of the biggest artists and producers over the last 20 years. You've seen him on The Voice. You've heard his hits on the radio and movies. And now you're going to see another side of him. In his new show on Netflix, Voices of Fire, Pharrell heads back to his hometown of Virginia Beach, Virginia, to team up with his uncle, Bishop Ezekiel Williams, to build the best gospel choir in the world. We sat down with Pharrell to talk about the show and how music can make us feel human in dark times. Here's part of our conversation with Pharrell Williams. So, Pharrell, you've released a lot of projects over the course of your career. Uh, do you still get excited about releases like this? Do you still get uh, that shot of adrenaline? Oh, yeah. I mean, this one is, is specifically different because it's enlightening. It's elevating. You literally like are exhilarated when you're watching it. You know? I, I mean, as you seeing yourself, there are moments where you, you want to be emotional and be happy. There's the most there's moments where you're, you're, in, you're emotional and empathetic. But it moves you. And that's what I feel like content is supposed to do. The beautiful part is, is that what what moves you is, uh, in this particular case is the spirit. And uh, we're just grateful. When I, when I set out to do this project with Netflix and, we, um, you know, and, and working with Bianca, the, the showrunner, um, I always said, like, the number one thing that we needed to capture with the spirit. We wanted people to see that. We wanted people to feel that and we wanted people to hear that. And we wanted that to set us apart from, you know, in the religious and faith-based space. We wanted the way that we captured the spirit on camera for people to hear, feel, and see. We wanted that to be like the the number one takeaway. And I think, um, you know, she's a, she's really talented and I think she she was able to do that. You know, I love what you're talking about, and it's obviously one thing when you're there in the room, but then you bring in cameras and all that, and, and it can get a little bit complicated. How do you communicate that same spirit to people, to those of us who are going to be watching this at home? The camera is responsible for representing a point of view, and we, we, we set out, you know, our ethos again was to capture the feeling of the spirit seeing the spirit and hearing it in people. What that looks like in a petri dish, I could not, you know, explain to you. I just know, you know it when you know it. You see it when you see it, you feel it when you feel it, and you hear it when you hear it. And I just think that she just really understood that. You know, my, my example to her when we first started talking about this was that, you know, when the wind blows, you can't see the wind. No one's ever seen the wind, ever, right? But when the wind blows across the tree and the leaves, we can see its pattern. That's the same way we see, you know, the spirit wash over people in the church when the church catches fire, you know, when the spirit just like jumps out of nowhere because of something that the pastor said or a chord change or a particular part of the song. You just see it. You know, it's a lot like how, um, they do the wave in, in um, stadiums at football games or whatever, but it's not rehearsed. And so that magic, I wanted people to see and feel that in their homes. Okay, so this was shot in Virginia Beach. This was shot in your home. What's it like to be back there? Is it, is it strange to be home? Is it comforting to be home? Well, your home is always your home. I would say that, like, it, it was an honor to do this because we want to bring as much you know, attention and bright light back to our home as possible. Um, and, you know, obviously um, people getting closer to having a greater relationship with God and the universe, you know, God, the universe, is like, there's no greater way to pay, pay an homage to where you're from. You know, all that created you. Like, I'm from Virginia. But at the end of the day, Virginia is part of a nation, and that nation is a part of uh, a continent, and that continent is part of a planet, and that planet was created by the creator. What what better way to say thank you to the universe than to, you know, 
have a show that's basically an homage of finding like really amazing talent locally um, to put together a choir of unicorns, people who are really special um, and, and very unique and could all pretty much be uh, lead singers in their own right, but having to figure out what it's like to be a lead singer standing next to a lead singer standing up to another lead singer, like, and working together, you know, it's like, and what makes them unicorns is because all of their stories are so different. You know, their larynx and their vocal cords are, are very unique, obviously, but the skill set comes from the lives that they live and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. And so when you hear these people sing, you feel their stories. You know, it's one thing to have an idea of what you want this to look like. It's another to actually see it. Were you surprised at how it all turned out? Were you surprised at how, uh, honestly, how, how beautiful it was? I think um, going into it, I think my I, I've, I've just remained shocked the entire time, right? You're shocked at the talent. We knew the talent was there, but the idea that they actually came through, the, the idea that we actually have the show, the idea that it's actually happening, the idea that the choir turned into what it turned into, the idea that they sound the way it sounds and they make you feel the way you feel. Like, I've just been, I remain, like, optimistic and open the entire time, and all I've been, at every, result, at every turn, the result has just been shock, awe, and just gratitude. One of the really inspiring things about the show is you see how much meaning and, and direction and purpose uh, that this gives to the members of the choir. Do you think that there's something inherent about uh, about gospel music that feels sort of uniquely inspiring? It all boils down to the to the members, the choirs, and the choir and their story. That's really what it is. I mean, there, I mean. There's not many gospel choirs that you can get in front of and just like not be inspired and feel the connection. You know, I mean, there are some. I think what makes this unique is you get a chance to get to meet these people. There's not many times that we really get to hear the story of the people in the choir. You get to hear their stories. You get to know why they sound so special, why they are so special, and why my uncle's church is so lucky to have them and. Why, why, when they harmonize, why it's so healing. It literally is. It's healing. This project has meant a lot to your uncle, I know. Do you think that he got what he was looking for in this? We all were just op optimistic and open and have just been so grateful to get what we've gotten. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say if I'm speaking for him, yeah, he, he's still in shock. He's still in awe. And he's still... Uh, feeling the utmost gratitude because it's like, you know, it, you can open the doors and you can gesture, but it doesn't mean that you'll get what it is that you want. And I think we got far beyond what we ever dreamt of. I mean, the talent in Virginia and some satellite uh, cities and states, by the way, came in as well. But the talent that came in is unbelievable. And they lift you. They really do. They heal you and they lift you. Okay, so music and, and this is sort of a silly question so i hope you'll <laughs> i hope you'll indulge me on it music makes us feel really human and and for me I, I think especially during quarantine it's been so grounding sometimes to be able to turn to music in the middle of of everything else that feels very crazy um what do you think it is about the the energy and music that can draw us together and connect us right now what is it about it that makes us feel uh, normal when nothing else is it is the power of the human voice, in harmony with others. That will never get old to us as a species. Whether we are in front of it in person, or we're watching it online, or we're watching an old movie, when you see a group of people singing, the power of the human voice is magnified, and it does something to you. When it comes to this, I am nothing. Man, uncle, Bishop Ezekiel Williams, his congregation, Faith World Ministries, and this quiet voice of the fire. They will leave you in shock. They will leave you in awe. And they will leave you feeling exhilarated. 
what's Pharrell. Make sure to check out his new Netflix show, Voices of Fire. It just debuted a couple days ago. It's out now. This episode is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Samaritan Ministries is an organization that offers an innovative solution to healthcare. I spoke with Dustin Garrett, and he's benefited personally from Samaritan's work firsthand, and now he works for them. Here's his story. Okay, so Dustin, what is uh, the difference about what Samaritan does compared to your average health insurance situation? Instead of a for-profit company that you're sending to and they're holding on to the funds, uh, we're providing a platform for the funds to move directly person to person. And it, to my knowledge, Samaritan's the only ministry that's actually doing what's called direct sharing. And so that's really unique, I think, to Samaritan. And, and one of the things I think the reason they do it is because not only it allows to send the funds, but then I can pray for them, send them a, a note or a card. And that to the world, I think, really shines a light on uh, what we're called to do as Christians, to love one another, and they'll know we're his disciples by that love. And this is a real tangible way to do that. It's not the only way to do it, but it, it, it's, it's an area that you can see that happen for sure and shine bright. Tell me a little bit about what's been the impact of bringing in a, a Christian or, or spiritual side to providing this sort of basic health care? I don't know if you've ever seen, if your church probably has this too, it's, it's kind of like the, the prayer guide from you know, what's going on in the church that week, right? I would challenge anybody out there, just take a look at that. And I would almost guarantee that over 50% of the prayers that are on there are physiological in nature. And so for me in, in my life to one, have the assurance to know that if those things do come, um, that I know that the financial side is going to be taken care of. And I, and I would expect too from my people in my church to be praying for me, just like I pray for them when, you know, somebody has cancer or somebody's having a baby or, or somebody uh, gets COVID, all these things, we want to lift them up in, in prayer. Obviously, this is a little bit innovative. It's a unique approach. What would you say to somebody who's listening to this and is a little skeptical or unsure about taking the plunge into what you all are doing at Samaritan? There's some folks that I think they, when they look at Samaritan, they automatically say, well, I don't think that's for me. But they haven't really taken a good hard look. And so that would be my encouragement to take a good hard look. And I would almost guarantee that if, if they say, you know what, maybe this is not the best fit for me somebody will come to their mind that they go, but I think so-and-so this would be really good for. Because I know that when people actually look into it, they go, oh, okay, I can see the goodness that God is doing here. There's many people out there, I guarantee you right now, that their budget or they're wanting to change jobs or they want to retire early or they're wanting to be stay-at-home moms or all these sorts of things. And what usually comes to bear is how are we going to still have health care? And Samaritan oftentimes is like a godsend for those folks. I appreciated my conversation with Dustin. You can learn more about Samaritan Ministries by checking them out online. They're at SamaritanMinistries.org. That's SamaritanMinistries.org. Listening to TSHA featuring L. Murphy. This song is Renegade. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week we got talking about all the empty mall space and got wondering what we, what should we do? What should America do with all this empty mall space that's happening in our cities? How do we bring it back to life? Uh, you guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, and you also posted on the Instagram post as well. Here are a few of our favorite ideas. I like I like this one from Rodrigo. It's easy. Churches don't like a certain shirt, a certain style. Go to the other side of the mall and try another one, or go to the build a church. <laughs> go, go to the build a church section and make your own church service slash denomination, all for the low price of nine ninety nine. Worship teams cost extra. Literal church shopping. It's per, it's what could be more church American? Church shopping at I'm an empty mall. Yeah. I'm, yeah, with yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I like it. Mm. 
Yeah, that, uh, John B. had the same idea as Rodrigo. I mean, he said turn them into churches, but all of the churches in one space, a one-stop church hop. People can come and try out Baptist or Pentecostal or Catholic on one big church mall. I mean, th- that, that was part of the plot of the Righteous Gemstones, a rival mall church. That's Remember? right. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Like right. in old Dillard's, you know. Scott Corin has a really good idea, and I like this a lot. He said, we all have this unused space, and yet we have a large homeless population in the U.S., Let's solve two issues at once by converting dead malls into free or low cost living for people in need of housing. I like that. I love that, man. Shout out to Scott. Yeah. Okay. Ben Shroop does, is not thinking about homeless people, but it's kind of funny what he said. <laughs> he said ben Shroop is always out here. <laughs> he said, I know you said no churches, but hear me out. Turn it into a year round hell house. Gadzooks and Spencer's and Victoria's Secret start. That's where you tell them, if you like these places, you'll love hell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he says, um, then take them down the hall to Lids. They can pick any hat they want, but they quickly learn they're all off brand, rebranded Christian ripoffs. <laughs> Gosh. Oh my goodness. Ben, ben. Ben. Bethany said world's largest swimming pool. That's like that. gross. Okay. But that's a lot of germs. Oh my that's gosh. People right. juices. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, you <laughs> Jacob know, said you know world lar- world's largest spirit Halloween store. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. The, the, the last mall I went to was about 40% spirit Halloween store anyway. So <laughs> I know. Uh, Oliver Black said, anyone who played the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater, which a game I know well, knows the only answer is a full-blown skate park. That is true. That would be really fun. Is, is, I rock with yeah, it. Yeah. I rock with it. Do you, do you skate, Derek? No, but I rock with it. <laughs> I, I, I'm too uncoordinated to skate, man. Like, I just, I'm just not aerodynamic enough. You know what I mean? It's just, I, most of the skater dudes are like real skinny dudes and they're kind of- skates. Who's that? Lecrae, he skates. I mean, made for TV skating, bro. Like I, I don't. I'm not. I don't <laughs> think Cray is out here hitting no. Uh, skate now parks? David, his son, is a beast. Yeah. Yeah. David yeah. is a beast. But man, listen, man, made y'all for TV listen, skating. Listen, man, y'all better get you put them just, last. Everything you see on Instagram ain't on ain't real. <laughs> I don't believe. Part of the year. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe he out here going crazy like that. I love you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Well, there's a lot more of that where that came from. You should go check them out. Okay, it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. All right. Well, we're coming up on the holidays, gift giving season. Jesse, we talked about George Clooney's. Uh, basically beating all of us with, you know, the best gift that you could give anybody, a million dollars cash in a bag. Uh, got us thinking about great <laughs> gifts, but also about the worst gifts we ever got. So for this week's question of the week, we want to know the worst or most disappointing gift you have ever received. You know you've gotten one. Yeah, we Hit us up it. on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can post on this episode post on Relevant Magazine's Instagram uh, page. Wait, guys. I know we got to go. Can I tell you mine real quick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, please. So my grandmother died. Everyone dies. It's, it was a long time ago. Love her. But my grandmother <laughs> died. And it was after a funeral. We were all sitting in the hotel. And my dad is there. And I love my dad. He's awesome. Amazing. He's, we're just all talking. My dad, my mom, my brother. And he's like, Jamie, like, um, I got a couple things from Mimi's house. And I brought you her vibrator. And I was like, what? <gasps> This may not make the show, Clark. You could cut it out. This is going to make the show. This going to make the show. This made the show today. She had this massive back massager, and my brother and I looked at each other and we're like, Dad, you can't call what, it. What? That. What? What? what it, 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 I don't know what's more awkward: receiving something like that that you think is from your dead grandmother or your father giving it to you. Like both are both make it very me. awkward. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I was like, Dad, you can't. It's a back massage. You're just gonna have to stick with that. So there's the worst gift, funniest gift. Uh, I, I got it. I my grandmother uh, back when Cabbage Patch Kids were mm-hmm. real big. She decided one year we, we, ministry family. We didn't have a lot of money. Uh, she made homemade Cabbage Patch kids for all the grandkids, but she made them of the grandkids. So one year I received a two foot tall Cabbage Patch doll of me with like these dead painted eyes. And I had to keep it for years because (laughs) she made it. And like, it was a big deal to the family. That thing sat in the corner and just like stared at you. Yeah. It was horrible. I, know, scary. I, I saw I'm it one cool. time, one time cool. Cameron, I was over at your house and it was, it was speaking Latin. 
It was very weird and very deep. It was a very deep, guttural voice. And I said, who is that? And said, said, I am Legion. Okay, I'm out. I'm out. I found found it in the attic, my parents' attic. They kept it. They're like, well, we thought maybe you'd want to give it to your kids one day when you grow up. I've heard heard some scampering up there. Now I know what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Cameron, who set up this weird, creepy Mm. altar up here? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just the the devil... uh, uh, Cabbage Patch Kid, that's all. Well, many thanks to Pharrell for joining us today. Make sure to check out his new show, Voices of Fire. It's available on Netflix. It debuted this weekend. It's a fun one. You should definitely check it out. Hey, and make sure to check out the new issue of Relevant. It's available now, featuring Matthew McConaughey, Letitia Wright, Brooke Ligerwood, Social Club Misfits, Jen Hatmaker, and so much more. It's available right now at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're at relevantmagazine.com, you can sign up for our brand new newsletters. We have our daily look at our top five trending stories. comes out every morning. It's called Relevant Today. And also our new Deeper Walk devotionals. Go check them out. You can sign up right there on the homepage at relevantmagazine.com. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. And I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you on Friday. Have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. Hopefully it's not too lonely and sad for you. (laughs) (laughs) If you're in America. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at RelevantMagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on the Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at RelevantMagazine.com. If you're getting a million dollars, you might as well change your friend group nickname to Hand Truck. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.